So, Huxley. What? Do you know what we're talking about on the podcast today? What? We're talking about Bigfoot. Do you know what Bigfoot is? No. Have you ever heard of a Sasquatch? No. Well, it's a story that there's a giant creature that's like 10 feet tall, lives in the forest, that's like a person, except it's super hairy and has giant feet. So they call it Bigfoot. Yeah. Another word for it is asabe. Asabe? Yeah. Oh, really? I'd never heard that term. Um, Today? Yeah? How do they clean your gums? What? Like in your teeth. Like... What does this have to do with Bigfoot? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> well... You're listening to Life, the Universe, and Everything Else. Today on the show... Sasquatch Unearthed, The Ridge, The Sinister Truth Revealed. Life, the Universe, and Everything Else explores the intersection of science and society. Original music is produced by Ian James, and this episode was edited by Marissa McCool. Find her on Patreon at patreon.com slash QAF. Spoilers, none of that happens. (laughs) (laughs) This does not live up to its title. (laughs) My name is Jim Newman, and with me today I have Lauren Bailey. Hi. Ashlyn Noble. Hello. Dave Bonwick. Hi. <laughs> and Laura Creek Newman. Hi there. I was not sure until it came out of my mouth whether I was going to say Dave or David. <laughs> and I definitely had a split second deer in the headlights moment over it. We all heard that. <laughs> we have Sasquatch at the table with us. Why? Yeah. So, as listeners may be aware, at the end of last episode, we promised something other than Sasquatch unearthed the ridge, (laughs) the sinister truth revealed. (laughs) Something other. And we decided we didn't want to do that, as often happens. So, here we are. We watched a YouTube documentary. Film? Found footage festival? Instead, and uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about that. Are you ready for me to blow your mind? Sure. Bigfoot's real. No, it's not. Did you say Bigfoot is real? No, it's not. Listen to me, Skeptismo. There are 1.7 million known species on the planet, and biologists estimate this represents only a quarter of the total species on the planet. The other three quarters are microscopic. Off the top, I want to say I was really impressed with the diversity in the film. There was middle-aged white guys both with and without beards. <laughs> also with and without hats. And oh. profile shots and head-on shots <laughs> and at an angle shots. <laughs> it was homogenous. Wait, I want to I want to specify the angle 45 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> the shots were very strange, especially for the length of time that they held them. I know we shouldn't make fun of people for their technical prowess, but But really, it took away from any message they were sending. So I was recently looking at some footage from uh, uh, Tom Hooper, Les Miserables, that that they did. And just looking at how tight 
and close up all of those shots are for no good reason. It was and a celebration of the nostril. Yeah, and, and the, <laughs> the, the, the actual reason is probably like they only had that much frame that they could plausibly dress as period Paris. And so they just worked with what they had, I guess. Like, I don't know what was out of frame in all of these shots in this YouTube documentary, but it must have been horrendous for them, oh, like, yeah. not wanting to show it. <laughs> that uh, reminds me of a line from a show we watched the other day. It was a very extreme close-up of this guy, and what the guy said after was, you know what that video could have used? More of your face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was a very low-budget attempt at a high-budget documentary on the History Channel. Like, they, they made it aiming for the stars, and they hit very low. With the stars are, is mermaids real? Yes. <laughs> Including the grammatical error. So, uh, obviously, in the show notes, we'll, we'll link to this film, which is available for free on YouTube. With All, ads. Yeah, with, with so many ads. Plentiful ads <laughs> that frequently cut off uh, the talking heads in the middle of a sentence. And then <laughs> in the middle it starts of a word. The after the sentence, which is often very funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it, it's, it did sound as though they were re responding directly to the ads. But there's, there's also plentiful small text on the screen stating, Access hours of additional small town monsters content when you become a channel member, including original films, episodic series, behind the scenes, and more! Hours more of this content sounds like something I would pay to avoid. <laughs> it, it does sound like something the CIA would subject you to at a black site. Yes. <laughs> we did spend a few minutes before we chose this one, choosing of the buffet of... <laughs> Sasquatch on the ridge, underground, underwater, from the stars, whatever they were called. So we we have content for a couple of months. Oh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can I can do another Sasquatch one, but this channel, Small Town Monsters, they produce a lot of this content apparently. So this this one, the first thing that really struck me about this is the copious amount of B roll that they use. But both you and I know that there is no film in this camera. As is common, C-roll. Yeah, Lauren, they're was... saying uh, C-roll. That's common for documentaries, but this B-roll struck me as particularly egregious, considering the fact that it was like a combination of like aerial shots of farmland or forests interspliced with... I would say extremely bad, like, PlayStation 2 or 3 level renders of, like, Big Feet. Are we going to go with Big Feet or Big Foots? Bulgers, brace girdles, good bodies, rock houses. Oh, yeah. And proud foots. Proud feet. Big Footses. <laughs> no! Skunk apes. <laughs> yes, skunk apes. <laughs> I definitely prefer Big Feet. I prefer Big Feet, too. because your feet too big. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying Bigfoots, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to happen. We have that diversity on our show. <laughs> yeah, yes. Ideological diversity <laughs> is, of course, the most important Imp kind of diversity. Except this didn't even have that! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's not clear to me. Obviously, this B-roll is for, like, illustrative purposes. Is what you use B-roll for. This is the cutaway shots that illustrate what is being talked about in a vague way that documentaries use all the time, right? But at no point was there any disclaimer that, that this is, like, an artist's rendering or 
and artist being used loosely here. Yeah, it's very much like a thing that they want you to believe is real, followed by a thing that is clearly 1999 CGI, followed by some nature footage. Mm-hmm. Fo- like it's, and none of it is differentiated by what the people are saying. It seems to have no bearing to what is being actually talked about most of the time. Sometimes it's loosely mm-hmm. related. Even the ones that are directly, I'm assuming those are the ones that they want you to believe, are clearly somebody's crayon drawings of the incident. Yeah, yeah. It's th- Those are the ones where it's, especially when they were having the discussion of the white Bigfoot, there was a big discussion of, of these white colored ones. All of those were, were like pastels and st- sketches, basically. Not anything. But definitely there were some where you could see like, Oh, I think I might have seen this found footage or whatever from some mm. something on the History Channel before of, like, UFOs or, or something like that. So you've seen these kinds of things before, and then, yeah, it would just be random other stuff put in there. They would also often talk about how, like, X person saw this thing, and they're very sure that it was not a bear, <laughs> while showing footage of bear? Yeah. <laughs> Very weird choices. Well, yes, there there was that whole thing. Uh, there, uh, we're jumping around, but there was... Yeah. So a theme that comes up is that nobody in this thing can identify any kind of animal. No. <laughs> I don't know what any of them look like. Ashley made up a song about bears with mange. <laughs> bears with mange! because they're all bears with mange. Yes! <laughs> So I'd like to get into everything that they associate with this Sasquatch phenomena. So there was aliens and UFOs. There was panthers or other large black cats. There were pterodactyls and or thunderbirds. <laughs> well, they also called them what? Flying mantises? Flying mantises. Yeah. Anti? Manta. Mantis. Like, like well, they said it was like a stingray in the sky. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stingray, that was it. Yeah. Well, and, and I need to point out, as they were saying the word stingray in the sky, there was a visual of a pterodactyl. Yes. That oh, is like, like, <laughs> and we're talking like 1996 Jurassic Park. It was amazing. Yeah. So yes, the stingray. In- <laughs> yeah. Going up to the stingray. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, keep going. And there was, oh shoot. Lightning. Uh, lightning. Portals. Oh, yeah, portals. Dogmen. Uh, Dogmen and power lines. Yep. yep. Power sources. And, and yep. then they went on, like, they went on to list, it's got to be like a dozen different man-made or human, human-made human structures or signs of technology. Two of the talking heads just went and just rattled all of these off. So I have no doubt there's an energy connection to it. So you have many cases around high-tension power lines, power plants, radio towers, cell phone towers, gas lines, gas walls, uh, bodies of water, uh, railroad tracks. Sightings of especially the cryptids are taking place around gas well lines, power lines, water sources, windmill towers, um, cell phone towers, electrical lines. That always seems, seems to be something that jumps out at us right away when we're, we're investigating the territory. We'll happen to look over and see, sure enough, there's a, a gas well right there or a power line right there. Basically, everything humans built attract Bigfoots, and they said, there's too many of these sightings to be a coincidence. <laughs> it was like... Every time we see one of these, we look around and there's a power line or a railroad track. 
My dudes, you are in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I liked when they said, The connection between Sasquatch and UFOs has always been dubious. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> really? I really enjoyed the, it seems to be just stream of consciousness riffing that some of these talking heads were doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were, what were, they were saying things like, well, this woman told me about this, but she only told me about it a few minutes ago before I went on camera, so I haven't really done any research, but here I am going to present it to the world. There was a whole Linda Moulton Howe feel to the whole thing where <laughs> it's beautiful. There's no research. Definitely very serious journalism going on here. <laughs> very, yeah. very serious. Somebody told me about this, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to report it. I'm going to re repeat it verbatim. And assert, just as they did, that what they saw was definitely true, despite the fact that they cannot identify anything, nor have they looked into anything, nor have I. Oh, I forgot. They are also associated with big booms and maybe avalanches. Oh, yeah. Oh, earthquakes. Right. Earthquakes, right. Sasquakes. So that is... They, call, they said, we used to call those skyquakes. Skyquake. <laughs> Yeah, I've been watching this for years, and there have been some mystery booms reported up along the ridge. You know, back in the 60s, we used to call these skyquakes. I think it was Laura said, oh, you mean where they're doing all of the logging and mining and fracking? <laughs> that, that's where the mystery booms are coming from? Yeah. I forgot the Will of the Wisps in the list, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they, and they said, well, some of these sounds are explainable as meteorites exploding, but some of them aren't. <laughs> Some of them aren't. Yeah. Some of them aren't, right. There's no possible explanation. Can we please talk about how every time these investigators spend time in the woods at night, they hear yowls and oh growls and bangs and sounds and what could possibly be making these sounds? Yes, my favorite thing that you yelled was, oh no, there are wild animals loose in the Amazon. <laughs> Which is, of course, a classic line from a Creature from the Black Lagoon. And they reported for weeks on end that they would hear things coming from the woods, howls, screams, knocks, growls. There's only one explanation. The country is full of wild animals. It is our, our favorite thing to yell at that, <laughs> and it was classic. You're in the forest, in a mountain. Yes. There's noise at night, and you all look like people who should understand that the forest makes noise at night. Considering the number of hunters that they reference, yeah. and many of these people, based on the number of guns that were talked about, I assume some of them are at least hunters. One would think that they spend time in the woods and recognize that there are things to hunt in said woods that might make noise? Well, based on the stories that they told, though, it seemed pretty clear that these were all Rick Dyer types. The shoot at Bigfoot first, ask questions later types. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely sounds like these are the, the, the kind of guys who will go into the woods and shoot at anything anytime they hear a sound. Just be careful you don't blow your own face off. Not loaded, is it? Well, if anyone could shoot themselves in the face with an unloaded firearm, it's you. Oh no, I didn't realize an animal came in blaze orange. <laughs> 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 oh. I, listeners, you may think that we are being, well, that we're jumping all over the place here, but this is how this documentary went. We're about as frenetic as it is. Yeah. I do want to ask, 
at any point did any of you... So this is called Sasquatch Unearthed, The Ridge, The Sinister Truth Revealed. At any point, did you have any guesses as to what the sinister truth was? Can I say what I thought it was going to be before we started? Okay, sure. I thought the government was going to be involved in the Sasquatch cover-up, and we were the sinister truth was going to be that they were covering it up because the Sasquatch were, I don't know, spies. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> Speaking of plosives... <laughs> Anyway, that is what I suspected at the beginning. That was not the case. It was even weirder than that. Basically, yeah. Having watched it? (laughs) No. I don't know what the secret reveal was. I think it was that they come from a different plane or a mirror universe, and that's why their tracks just end abruptly. That got like three sentences, though. It seemed to be a recurring theme. Oh, really? There was a lot of discussion early about how they could question mark teleport. And and, dimension doored. Yeah, Yeah. and then they added the, oh, well, maybe they're going through with dimensions. Because as some researchers believe, they do exist, as they stated. The existence of portals has not been scientifically proven although some credentialed researchers have hypothesized about them, and many others claim, based on their own observation, that they simply do exist. If these doorways to other realms are, in fact, real, could they serve as pathways for strangeness to enter the world that we sense? (laughs) Who wrote this narration? (laughs) Gladys. The yeah. guy talking so, for most of it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So it, back to the sinister question. I I had posited that we were going to learn about how it was not the the benevolent Sasquatch, but like a malevolent Sasquatch of some kind, that oh. they're actually a predator and, and that. I don't think they went with that. I didn't no. get that vibe from them. I got a... I did get a sinister vibe from them with this whole, apparently, when the tracks stop, they're just stepping back onto their UFO to go fly off elsewhere, and oh, that that kind of rhetoric. But I didn't get, other than their otherness, and I put that in quotation marks, I didn't get what was so sinister about it. Well, there is one other thought that just kind of occurred to me. There was some talk about them peeping in windows. Oh, right. Maybe a voyeur element. And it was noted that the person telling that story is a known Bigfoot investigator, and therefore they targeted him. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) This Bigfoot is stalking me. I did learn something else from this documentary that I didn't know before, and that's that Bigfoot come in small sizes, too. Uh, yes, I love them. <laughs> there are four foot tall big feet. Uh, but well, the strange thing was, they were the size of a child. These weren't large Bigfoot tracks. These weren't 17 or 18 inch tracks. These were about, you know, the size of a dollar bill. Very small. For the, probably the past 30 years, people have been reporting uh, these tracks of a very diminutive, you know, what Bigfoot or what have you. These were small Bigfoots? Small feet? Oh. Small feet. And small they were foots? white? Yeah, they were they were white. Or were too. they exclusively white, or were there small white big feet and regular 
small big feet. I think they were only talking about the white ones when they were mentioning the small ones. Yeah. Anyway, they're very cute. I've never heard of them before. Maybe Sasquatch have like Benjamin Button syndrome. Like, like they should. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so one of the, I think my first guess as things went on as to what the sinister truth was, I don't know why it was so sinister, but they seemed to be talking for quite a while about how big feet could shapeshift into jaguars. Oh, uh, panthers. Well, okay. So, for context, North America doesn't have black panthers, but they're claiming people have seen black panthers, therefore, I guess those black panthers were big feet? So, for listeners who are not aware, panther is a colloquial term for one of two relatively closely related types of large cats, specifically the darker variants of large cats that are native to two separate continents. The Black Leopard, which is native to Southeast Asia, or the Black Jaguar, which is native to Central America. However, there have been in the past some dubious panther sightings in North America that have been attributed to a Black Cougar variant that have never been confirmed. So I guess what they're saying is that these Black Cougars are the Big Feet, or something. So these are all just what are called melanistic, or like variants, of, genetic variants of these animals that have excess melanin gives them a darker black color. But they're all called panthers, even though they're from a couple of different species. Or they're Bigfoot. So, yeah. so the argument that was was made was that, well, people are seeing these strange cats, therefore Bigfeet shapeshift. And then apparent this is where they got into the discussion that we mentioned earlier, where they become all sorts of different creatures, apparently. And she realizes at that point, it's not a kid, it's something upright. She called it a werewolf. Like werewolves. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and again here, this is like several times during the movie, Dave kept saying, they're just describing black bears. That's, <laughs> that's just a bear. She saw a bear. <laughs> and then in this one clip. But this woman insists that what she saw wasn't a black bear. It was upright the whole time on two legs, running very fast. And she said there are no black bears in the area. <laughs> so it can't be that. But of course, since we know that there are big feet in the area, it must be big feet. Oh, no, sorry. She didn't say Bigfoots. She said werewolves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But werewolves, as we all know, are just big feet. Yeah. It can't be black bears because we know that there aren't black bears in the area. Therefore, it must be this other absurd thing. <laughs> it's Western Pennsylvania. There are black bears. Yeah. Yeah, the shots that they were showing were all forests that look just like ours. There are bears there. <laughs> yeah, I... Based on all of the descriptions of animals, I cannot trust any one of these people to identify or not identify any given animal or what range they might live in naturally. I admit that I faded in and out of paying attention to the movie. I don't think I missed anything. But I did look up at one point and there was just straight up werewolf furry porn. On the television. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, a lot of these artists' rem renderings were definitely, like, ripped straight from Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, Laura and I both burst out laughing <laughs> when they started. They switched from calling these things werewolves to calling them dogmen. Yeah. I also think most dogman sightings are misidentified Bigfoot sightings. So, this dogman phenomenon is really recent. Now, as a parent of a six-year-old, I can attest that this is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Right. His bark is mighty like his bite. Go! 
discussion of the tiny big feet to include my favorite line, which was from before I knew the gem was doing clips, but we should go find it, where the one of the talking heads told us that a guy saw one of these tiny big feet and he looked at it and the wind blew its fur and that's how he knew it was real. Right! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> he was just so earnest about it! So sincere in his words that the wind blew its hair you guys like if you're in a mental state where the thing you're seeing has blowing fur and that's how you know it's real it's probably not (laughs) (laughs) can you can you tell me what your hands are doing right now Dear sir, who sees that? Look down. Yeah, look down. How many fingers do you have? Is that the normal number that you normally have? Are they vibrating? (laughs) Do they have auras? Okay. They call them fingers, but I never see them fing. Oh, there they go. One thing that Laura mentioned when they were talking about dogmen all the time. Bigfoot sightings are starting to go down a little bit. Dogman sightings are starting to go up. What is it? I think you got a Bigfoot that you think is a dogman. And Laura, Laura was like, it's almost as though, like, how people report what they see is, like, culturally mediated. <laughs> yeah, it, it, this is something that we see in all sorts of historical texts and that whatever is in the media or in the culture at the time, that's the type of sightings that people see. And I do wonder, I'd mentioned too, like, hmm, was this around the time that the Twilight series came out and all of a sudden werewolves and, and vampires were all over the place? I can't help but wonder yeah. that. The, the way that we store and express our memories and the, the stories that we tell are heavily subject to interpretation. I mean, we are not video recorders. <laughs> and you see this when you look back at Close Encounters of the Third Kind you see that the descriptions given to the alien beings match extremely closely to whatever was in the zeitgeist. Like, not even like the cultural zeitgeist, but literally like the pop culture stuff that was airing on TV. Yeah, the way, it didn't have to be related to the supernatural in any way. Yeah. It just had to be in people's imaginations. Yeah. And like Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. episode of The Outer Limits with the aliens. That had just aired, yeah. The week before, yeah. Electrical storms, you know, energy ionization in the air. Could that cause some of these things to, to appear or to shapeshift? And they showed a bunch of, like, lightning on screen, but I guess it it wasn't quite fantastical looking enough. So over top of this real lightning, they did some, like, Ghostbusters 1980s style, like, painting lightning by hand across the lightning that was being shown on screen. They crossed the streams. <laughs> Okay, if we're going to talk about the quality of their imagery, we should also talk about that they have some really nice footage of the woods or the sound or the cities and have decided to run that through an older 35 millimeter filter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we give it like little spotlights or just little booms little of fi- color film, in the back? Film or- grain artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. Just- And just randomly throughout this. Extremely obnoxious, because not only is this not B-roll that they shot, (laughs) definitely, 
it was definitely not shot on a film camera. No. This was all digital. <laughs> you could tell. And, and then they just added that film grain in iMovie or whatever. And they Abrams it too. Oh, yeah. They sure as hell did. They put lens flares on Blooms everything. here, there, and everywhere. Random snow across. But it was like so amateurish that it would be three or four different random B-roll clips in a row, but with the same exact snow clip over it. So yeah, that, yeah. that was continuous. It was just so like high school project. I went to a semester of film school. <laughs> <laughs> if I hadn't dropped out. I would have gotten kicked out if I had submitted a video like this. <laughs> and submit any videos, which is why I got <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Uh, I think it's really funny that they do that too, because they because they fail to see how they give the game away as to what is going on in these original clips anyway. They create the conditions with all of these overlays to make lens flares, to make blips in the sky, to make all of this stuff, to make it look authentic and old, as I put air quotes around that. And it's like, huh, maybe maybe these kinds of artifacts are just what was on that film to begin with, and we shouldn't we shouldn't investigate it any further. But no, nope, just fail to see it at all. As far as I can tell, and, and this is, I think, possibly unique. I haven't watched a lot of these YouTube videos, but this is something that like really it struck me thinking about it after watching it. I don't think we actually saw at any point during that documentary that we watched any actual footage or even purported footage that they took of Bigfoot at any point. <laughs> no, no, never. It was all like B-roll or like re like renders that they did or somebody else did and they licensed or somebody else did and they just stole. Who knows? <laughs> it, it felt like some of the things had been used from other things. And again, they stole or they bought the rights to or whatever, whatever they happened to do for it. But there was nothing where, and again, this goes back to our discussion of all of this B-roll and wondering like, what is actually supposed to be the thing that they're talking about and what is just filling the, the visual field. But yes, there was never anything credited as this video was shot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there was definitely some bits from the Dyer videos, like the Rick Dyer stuff. Oh, really? That was super... <laughs> didn't, that I didn't was, clock that. <laughs> it was superimposed, so you would see their drone shots of the Pennsylvania Hills behind it, but it was at different levels of opacity. Mm, so you fun. would see the hills through Bigfoot's chest or something. Bigfoot is real. I see. I see. It was it was a choice. Yeah. It, it's sorry. Yeah, the the only video that did get uh, the one that I, I at least clocked the closest to something that could be considered a real incident was for some reason a game camera above a campsite that had a Bigfoot walking into the frame but not really doing anything other than just kind of walking in and then and it was totally yeah. unclear as to whether that was new footage or footage they sourced from somewhere. Like, it was never directly referenced. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, it was mixed in with all of this clearly fake well, B-roll. Was there any footage that they actually said, this is from... No, like, no, no that's no, insane. No. where they no. did that. That's so weird. Yeah, 
Because this is made on the cheap, right? And they, yeah. it's very easy to have a bunch of talking heads and spend an afternoon filming them saying shit. Yeah. And then splice together a bunch yeah. of B-roll. Yeah, that's how we made all of our documentaries. Yeah. We were- <laughs> <laughs> well, there are thousands of YouTube videos like this. A lot thousands. of- Thousands. <laughs> there are. Billions. <laughs> so I'm not trying to exaggerate, but this has become a genre in and of itself. And too many people- some people, like, they take this at face value. And I mean, that's just me throwing things out there, too. But there has to be an audience for taking this at face value. This is not just, and the people aren't just making these videos for someone to take the piss out of. Well, I think, so for years, I think there's been this general idea that, look at Fox News or the... <laughs> I don't want to look at Fox News. <laughs> the even further right-wing purported news like Sinclair, yeah. yeah, ONN, that that have popped up. There's this idea that it's on TV, so they can't just be lying. And of course, like, we all recognize, yes, they actually can. Yeah. <laughs> but this easy. is this is YouTube. They can just do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah, no one is going to take them to task for saying anything. Unless they use, like, unlicensed WWE footage or something, in which case, that video was down instantly. (laughs) Welcome to WrestleMania! Delete! 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 Was that just mankind walking through the... We're trying to make the world a better place for mankind. (laughs) (laughs) Up to date, my WWE references. (laughs) Yeah, Nick frickin' Foley. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's, that's Mick Foley's the, the, the best possible outcome for the Bigfoot footage. <laughs> and, I mean, we chose this one because we were looking for the sinister truth. We didn't find a sinister truth. But I think we can, we can give them the last word. When they finally tell us, in the last few seconds of this documentary... What, a doorknob confession. <laughs> what, what that sinister truth actually was. So we'll let them reveal that sinister truth right now. When the web of mystery spans this far and wide, it can be difficult to see how it all ties together, and perhaps it may not. The Im- movie was 47 minutes long! <laughs> stress that enough. It may be difficult to see how this all ties together, and perhaps it does not. An entire essay with no thesis statement. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn nothing? <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty sure that note was in there because they gave the script to somebody to edit, and the guy just wrote in notes at the end, and they just kept reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just their editor saying. It's kind of difficult to see Do how this point? <laughs> how, the, how this all ties together, and perhaps. It does not. <laughs> it's all about inflection and <laughs> emphasis. <laughs> okay, well, uh, with that out of our systems, why don't we move on to something nice? It was a good time. <laughs> Didn't have to do any research. Yeah. <laughs> They did all the research for us. Did they? Did they, Jim? Or did they, just like us, spend an hour talking out of their ass about Bigfoot? 
I, I feel like I've gone first like the last three times, so I'm skipping me this time. All right. Well, I spent a lovely afternoon reinforcing the roof of my shed, so hopefully it stays at head height instead of waist height this winter. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed for you, Dave. <laughs> for those of you not in Winnipeg, we had more oh, snow than we know what to do with last year. And, yeah. Yeah, and in early spring, we got a huge dump of really wet snow that was so heavy. Like, a bunch of trees came down and stuff. And and very literally the third most amount of snow on record in in Winnipeg. It's good times. Hopefully our shed will stand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I can go if nobody else wants to go. I've I've actually got a few. I have... (laughs) Some I have Mr. some nice things. Mr. Optimistic over here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is podcast gem. <laughs> so I've got a, I've got a book. I've got a TV series, and I've got a, a game. I'll do the game first. Haiku the Robot is one that I've been playing on the Switch lately. It's also on PC. It's just a a lovely little Metroid style, Vania style game. And it, like it's it's basically what if Hollow Knight, the exact game, was just remade from the ground up to look like a NES slash Game Boy Color robot game themed robots, but like all basically all of the mechanics are the same. Like the story is absurdly similar, but it doesn't have to break new ground. It is just more Hollow Knight style stuff for folks who like Hollow Knight, and it's lots of fun. I would recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. The TV series that I would recommend is one that probably doesn't need recommending, but Laura and I are just in the process of finishing the final season of Better Call Saul. And of course it is... I love it. It is gripping. I like those characters. I love... mm, Just love it. Just delightful. And then finally, the book that I'm reading right now is the new Jason Pargin book, which is called If This Book Exists, You're in the Wrong Universe. Oh, no. <laughs> and it, it's the the fourth in the John Dies at the End series. Mm. And it's fun. It's a, like it's fun and it is thematically resonant with this episode because <laughs> the, the characters in that book are living in a town that's full of paranormal shit that's always happening. And they have become de facto paranormal investigators, but the way they actually make ends meet is they they film shit and put it up on YouTube and then have links to premium content that their gold and platinum subscribers pay for. <laughs> Which is exactly what small town small town monsters is small that town monsters. Yeah, exactly what small town monsters does. Yeah, it is a comedy horror novel. It's it's just it's fun. It's it's fun. It just makes me laugh a lot. Jason Pargen was like the main guy who ran Cracked for most of Cracked's existence and had in its second existence. Yeah, right, in its online existence. Yeah. The the website that became Cracked's online presence was kind of arguably started by... This is a differentiation without a difference that you and I care about. By by Jason Pargin. Anyway, he used to write under David Wong, but he has thankfully finally dropped that pseudonym. Good book. It's fun. My something nice is that the kids' Halloween costumes have come together really nicely. So I know this comes out in November. 
but it's a week and a half before Halloween now, or a week and, yeah, a week and a bit. And I like to make my kids costumes because it's fun and I like being creative. And I don't do it much, but I'm, I can be really crafty and pretty good at it. Kids costumes are really fun to make. So I'm just really happy with how they're, with how they're coming along. So finishing touches this week and then we're good to go. Yeah, they look great. Laura has put together a Beetlejuice costume for Huxley and a Frodo Baggins costume for Kira, and nice. they look fantastic. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, I can show you some of the costumes upstairs <laughs> before you leave. <laughs> and also, your front yard looks fantastically Halloween-y. It's great. Mm, thank you. <laughs> yes, we're recording in person. That's my something nice. I left <laughs> the house for the first time in a while. Yay! You can't see me do the double thumbs up at the microphone, but I am. I left the house. Woohoo! We're glad you did. Last last Saturday, Dave and I took a short road trip so he could go to work, and Dave and I li- we listened to a oh, this is that baking? this is that baking wizard series yeah. or something, what? right? Not a, it's not a series; it's a standalone. Oh, oh, standalone, yeah. Okay, but it is about. Baking. I heard I heard something about this, maybe probably from you folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we were, I, was, I mentioned it when we were. Uh, at your birthday, I think. Mm, oh, here. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, not the screw tape letter, letter. <laughs> Screw tape letters? <laughs> Reading no. C.S. Lewis? <laughs> Listening to C.S. Lewis be an apologetic. Because of course I am. It's, hey, I read The Great Divorce. It's called A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking. It's an eight-hour listen or a short read written by T. Kingfisher, who's also an excellent follow on Twitter. And... She doesn't know how to bake, but she put this together for the at the start of the pandemic when everybody was playing with sourdough. <laughs> it's nice. quite fun. So there you go. That was a long and rambling. Found, got there in the end. <laughs> My something nice is number one. I have really been enjoying the most recent arc of the Adventure Zone, which the last couple have been not really my cup of tea. But this new one that they have started is about a group of criminals who pull off heists in the in-between layers of a futuristic theme park sort of thing. And it's just like right up my alley and I am really enjoying it. And I'm glad that they are back to silly adventures with no really bad accents. Mm. And I also have been working on Halloween stuff and I finished a piece of sewing that I bought the fabric and four days later I had a dress. That's never happened before in my life. (laughs) (laughs) So and it fits super well and the pattern worked out without me having to edit it and someone else did all of the drafting for me. Very exciting. It was a very good project and I am very happy with the results. It's holographic. It's spinny. It has pockets. It's beautiful. I'm probably going to make about six more of them. (laughs) <laughs> nothing but my new uniform <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that's awesome cool good episode everyone yeah it was fun what we're talking about next week? i did i remembered the thing that i even i remembered the topic that i thought of before so what are we talking about next time ashlyn okay here's what I, i'm gonna pitch it to you i would love for us to each choose a person and describe why, even though the internet can't really cancel people, this person should be canceled. <laughs> oh, wow. Just do do yourself a little mini biography of someone terrible and why they don't deserve our support. 
Okay. You have to pick just one. I think it'll be a fun one. little rant, yeah. It'll be a fun little rant show. We all have someone in mind, I'm sure. No autobiographies, Jen. <laughs> you can't cancel me! <laughs> Sounds fun. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you liked yeah. it. Well, thanks for joining me tonight, folks. Thank mm-hmm. you. This yeah. was an excellent time. I don't know if it will be an excellent episode. (laughs) We'll leave that in Marissa's capable hands. (laughs) Well, good night. Good night. Show notes and references for all of our episodes are available at lueepodcast.com where you can also find links to donate or get in touch. If you'd like to support the show, the best way to do that is with a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you found us, or by sharing this episode with a friend. Sasquatch or a Bigfoot? Yep. 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 You think that it sounds. in the movie of it? <laughs> oh, there are lots of movies about it. Do you think it sounds oh, plausible? God. Do you think it sounds likely? What happens in the first, um, in the, <laughs> in the cartoon? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what cartoon there would be when you say Sasquatch movie or Bigfoot movie. All I can think of is Harry and the Hendersons. What happens in that movie? <laughs> this is how Huxley Plenty. relates to the world. Is there a Trump movie of it? it? Describe the movie of it to um, me. Hey. Yeah. How does he clean your gums? <laughs> what? Okay, so we have one child who is diagnosed with ADHD, one who is probably should be, and a father who indulges them and also doesn't do anything to manage it. This is on par for their conversation. <laughs> Had you all not been down here, he would have been gone for another 20 minutes talking to them um, about, gum hygiene. about gum hygiene and then whatever random stuff Huxley came up with next.